0: drugs, i feel like you know this might be the only time i speak and we we'll, we'll we'll get a comment like we had like oh yeah great video until that fucking person said something and fucking man yeah meh, well
1: it'll be, it'd be uh,
0: like hi user from channel yeah well
1: i i'm going to i'm going to say hello class is is shortly going to be back in session yes it's going to be one of those episodes uh, and so chris is absolutely right it's this is probably his only opportunity to speak so uh, over to my co-presenter mr chris harrison
0: i'm sure i will find times to speak Because I will ask the questions that maybe you want to ask the questions of or find out the answers That's what we try and do. Anyway, welcome back to another weekly episode of That Tattoo Show. We are a tattoo-related podcast that is on all of the streaming platforms. We are streaming everywhere every Sunday. We're on, and we're on, obviously, if you're watching us, we're on YouTube. We've got
1: what I think is um, a really good episode this week. I think this will be... Maybe this is one of those Sunday mornings where you're going to hear some stuff that you need to hear today. Or Um, things you don't want to hear. I wanted to put this... Yeah, well, you might not want to hear it, but this might make you feel better about it. I've been tracking some conversations on the uh, interwebs uh, over the last sort of month, and it's got me intrigued enough to put some stuff together. So um, what we've got coming up is a conversation... About education, marketing, and pivoting your business to future-proof your tattoos or your tattoo career. Um, before we get into all of that, because that's quite a mouthful, um, we've we've hijacked the news section this week for channel news. We're going to tell you all about what's coming up on the channel. We've had so much going on in the background um, that we've you know we felt like it was time to kind of uh tell you about some of the stuff that's coming up on the channel we're both working really hard to get a bunch of videos finished so by, hopefully by the time you're watching this some of the stuff we're talking about will already be on the channel um, obviously when we do conventions you know there's a lot of work has to go into it after we get back and so that kind of slows this process down so i thought it was worth keeping you uh, abreast of what was coming up on the channel I've got some other news, uh, which relates yeah, to say, our conversation. Right? <laughs> but before that, you know, we'll tell you what's going on with the channel. And you was going to say what? Well, you better take this opportunity because you ain't going to do a lot of talking say, like, we're, about we're, the next when,
0: when did we do the Cheshire uh, show? It's got to be a month, two months ago probably. And it's yeah. like, it's like only now finishing one of the videos from that. Because like, he's slow it's, it's just so much... <laughs> No, I'm not slow. I'm, I'm to edit in my old bedroom when my mum's outside. Do you mean? I'm technically, yeah. Chris, ha-
1: Chris hasn't got the uh, f- fancy palatial editing suite that I've got. It's well, it's not exactly palatial, but it's. I used to know, have
0: an epic editing suite. I, I need to get it sorted he's, out again. He's know, slowly and, uh, making his know, way, get, way back, to back to it, you know,
1: and he's reclaiming the spaces that he once had and everything. But I've got some other news yeah. that I think you'll find getting interesting in. if you're struggling with the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Um, and I'll tell you about that at the end of the news section before we start chatting about marketing and stuff, because uh, I think some some of you will hopefully be interested, because I'm quite excited about doing it, uh, but first, I guess all I can really say, even though I know you lot know that I don't want to do this, but I have to do it every week, because he will not stop doing it every single week, so it's that time, isn't it? <laughs> Chris!
0: What's in the channel news this week? Fuck all. (laughs) Nah, jokes aside, there is a little bit of news about what Paul's just said there, what we've got coming up in the following or the next few months. Just a a bit of a snippet of of what's to come. Uh do you want to go first or
1: I'll go first. I might as well go first because I've only got a little bit, you know, because I've got some other stuff that I'm going to be working on. So coming up from me on the channel I will be reviewing the Oza stencil machine which is supposedly a viable alternative to something like uh, a brother PJ we'll see I've got some thoughts that's coming up it's yeah you know it's worth taking a look at that is uh, particularly if you've used solely an iPad it might be a suitable option uh, I'm going to be reviewing and giving away, some of the new clear-cut stencil paper. That's the stencil paper that, instead of having paper in there, it's got sheets of thin plastic. Uh, I've I've hooked up with Barber DTS, and they've given me five packets to give away. Thanks, Barber. So, yeah, thanks, Jono. That's great. Uh, So I'll be reviewing that. I've got some thoughts on that um uh, whether it's viable is it is it any good you know the usual sort of stuff um i've got i've been using it for a little while and i've got a few tips about it that i think will help you out if you're thinking of buying some then uh probably one of the first things that's going to come up on the chat come up on the channel because that's what i've got on like on my timeline in final cut to do at the moment is the big london tattoo show report so yeah which will be pretty epic that was a fun show oh but a big show with so much that went on there's so much to cover that it's um it's it's taking a minute to put that together i'm actually me and jay are editing that there's that much to
0: cover it took me know. a week to physically recover from it
1: yeah, I think it took me about a week to get over it. It was, it was, we had a really, really good time. Um, yeah, but it was But
0: it, it was such a huge show that we, can you know, I we just walked our though? legs off. Yeah, yeah, of course you can. One thing I did like f- at that show was like, they were giving out these cans of like, like that, was it Liquid Death? Like that fucking water. Liquid Death? Yeah, like the flavored sparkling water. Mm,
1: yeah. I like that. See, I didn't like the flavoured sparkling water, but what I did like was that one. Talking of liquid... De- In case you haven't seen this stuff, I'm always getting my face out of the way so it focuses. Um, it's It looks like it should be a beer. Um, and I think that from the history that I've looked into, it's kind of born out of the metal scene where people wanted to have water but still wanted to look metal as Fox managed to get... A Joe Capo Bianco interview, which is absolutely fucking brilliant. Like it was it's amazing. So, so so good. It was it was absolutely amazing. So um
0: Career highlight, is... I've gotta say, right? I, I, I that was a highlight of my career uh was sitting down and just listening to him talk about his his career. And I think like we talked
1: for about two hours. So it, it's a, it'll be a, it's probably going to be a two-part interview, I would think, so that it's digestible. But Joe's absolutely lovely. If you're watching Joe, which I'm sure you're probably not, uh, thank you very much for agreeing to sit you down and chat sure with us. And while I think about it, the transcript from that interview uh, has gone to Perry. Uh, my editor uh, and the written version of the interview will be appearing in Total Tattoo at the same time as the video so that's why there might be a bit of a lag on the video because we're going to line it up so that it comes out at the same time as the printed interview because I think that would be really good for everybody I'm so, just trying to get it done in uh, you know, so I've got to that reminds me, I've actually got to send him the transcript <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what else have you got coming up, Chris? Right then, so... Coming up on the channel from Chris. By the time you've seen this, it's already up. I finished the Muzo Toku Rover 1 review, the battery, that's up on the channel. Uh, Next up on my list is I'm currently working on the Killer B uh, review. So I've been testing and using the Killer Bee tattoo machine for the past Didn't couple of months.
1: did you say to me that, that like, unlike a lot of reviews, you're actually going to be speaking to yes. the machine builder himself yeah. as to how the Killer Bee came out, Richard, Cause It's it's really yeah. right, It's
0: It's really interesting how he came about the design and why he made the machine. So I thought I would get him on and we can have a chat about the reasons as to why he he designed it the way he designed it. And, you know, we also, and also like the customizing, cause he, he does all like the engraving and things like that. It's really cool. So that, that's, that's, up. that'll be great. That's going to be like my next machine that I review. If you watched last week's episode, you will see that we have got a giveaway running right now, which is for a epic bundle that was supplied by our friends over at Killer Inc. Now, massive thank you for, it, it's awesome. It's like a, a, a tattoo machine and a load of other stuff. Uh, if you want to help us, by supporting us and supporting them we have got an affiliate link and you know you get a discount off some stuff it's for there then use that to buy stuff that helps us then um you get a discount we get a little bit of a kickback you yeah know. everybody's happy it's win-win in it because like we fund like this is the thing like, we fund this channel ourselves so like those affiliate links all we get is a little bit of you know a kickback that we can use to buy tattoo supplies to do our job which means the money that you know, we make, we can put back into making this channel. Because this cost us yep. a fortune to do it so far. But Co- It costs Chris a bit more than me. I'm a bit yeah, more sensible does. when it comes to cameras. Mind <laughs> me, you, you've done a fucking massive build-up. In, 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 yeah, in, I, have in built, I did head.
1: build this background. You know. Exactly. That's <laughs> so not a
0: blue screen. It's not a, it's not a blue screen. <laughs> so when they sent me the package, the next day I got another package from them, and it was actually another... One of these bad boys. And I've actually no been way. looking forward to trying it out because it's got a completely different motor to the flux. But yeah. I've got a review coming up of one of these, the FK1. So I'm gonna be trying Brilliant. that out, letting you guys know what I think of it. Um, so that's coming up. I've oh me t- this is my fucking notes. <laughs> Uh, obviously the Joe Capobianco video, we've yeah. also got coming up uh, the Ink Map app so I've been trying yeah. that out, they were kind enough to give us a year's subscription free so we can really, because like we were like, oh why the fuck would you pay for a subscription so he was like, try it out, let me know what you think of it, so I'm going to try it, I'm going to review it and let you know if it's, if I think it's worth it, so far so good um, also we've got a comparison video with the critical Talk machines, the 3.5 and the 4.2, which one should you get and what is the differences between them to be fair it's only the stroke length and the color but there are definitely differences between how the machines run so we are going to be doing a comparison i think one of my colleagues one of our business partners is going to jump in on that with me because i've given him one of the machines to test out and we've been swapping back and forth so we're going to compare right, notes nice. and see what's going on also off the back of our video the other day where we were talking about line weights i was going to thinking about let me know if you think it's worth doing but i was going to do a kind of not a tutorial but a practical video showing you what we mean when we talk about like the different line weights and tapering so the difference between the tapering that Paul was talking about and the tapering that I was talking about so like if you want us to do that let us know and we'll get it done um I'm waiting on a few other kind of confirmations but there are going to be You have you got a news. review
1: coming up for Allegory Ink as well that you've been looking into. We
0: were up in the London show and um, the guys from Allegory were there uh, and they were telling me that their black is reach compliant and I've been trying a few of the reach compliant inks. So I they, they've given me a couple of bottles just so I can try it out and I can see how it heals and get let you guys know what I think of it. So far it, it does seem like a really nice ink you know reach compliant ink to use all,
1: all i can tell you about that is i've never used uh the reach inks really i hate them i think they're all garbage uh and i didn't notice that allegory is reach compliant yeah. at all it, i i swapped it out from a non-reach compliant black to that and um and i didn't notice and i i think that's probably about the 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 most positive thing I could say about it is yeah. like, it's a great black ink. I just, and I didn't notice that it had any of those, you no know, restrictions. It's, like, it's just a good black ink. The,
0: the, this know, is the thing. Like it's when, great black ink. When it comes to the reach compliance inks, I think like black and, and the gray wash are the easiest ones to make because there's very mm. little in them. So mm. it's probably easier to get their black as close to as the original black as it was, uh, with no non reaching reaching so, like so yeah there's that uh but there's quite a few things that I've got going on um and yep. we will be as soon as I well, find out more information um, let you know I'm
1: just I'm just going to hijack this uh this section of the show for a, a couple of things uh so this is Paul news really I've just released the first of my procreate brushes over the last month or two i've been learning how to use procreate because i don't really use it that much and what i wanted to do was take all of my favorite brushes that i use in photoshop all the time and then i was gonna i thought wouldn't it be great if i brought these brushes to procreate and then once they're out and starting to come out because there's gonna be a load of them um because you know over the last 20 years of graphic design, I've built a lot of very specific brushes and I thought it'd be really good if I could build in, you know, some things where you can use the brush or you can stamp and use them as a little eraser, all that sort of stuff. So I've brought out my first one, which is a stamp set created from actual FBI UFO files uh, so that you can add some kind of Swiss grit, grungy goodness to your tattoos. Yeah. Uh, They're 15 quid a set. Right, That's the price that I'm putting them out at. They're available from my website now. Um, I'm working on a stamp set that's based off of Nikolai Tesla's FBI file. Don't ask me how I get hold of these documents because I'd have to kill you if I told you. Um, and also, I've got like... Grunge brushes coming out, some watercolor stuff, some ink splats,
0: some blood splats. You know, it's funny you should say that. Really? Yeah. Is it coincidental? It's very coincidental because I've also (laughs) made a load of fucking procreate stamps as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have, I have, I have. So I I was, I was, I was. So you've you've made a bunch of them. Yeah, so I've made a, because like obviously I've been practicing. improving my graphic style and Paul's going to be critiquing some of my work. Just because like, I I think like clients have come in, they've wanted a lot of this work done and rather than just doing what everyone does, just do black and red, I've really tried to kind of like learn, improve and in doing so, what I've been doing is I've been creating my own stamps and my own textures because I'm thinking like, you know, the way I've been doing it is like whatever the project is, I'm creating textures based solely on that project. in doing so, I kind of like realized that I've got you know where I've been traveling around the world and you know and just going around the places and take loads of pictures. I've accumulated like so many cool photos and cool images where I can turn those into texture brushes or texture stamps. Uh, The first one that I've got, I've made is a completely, it's like a religious based one. So I've got like stamps, I've got stamps that are made from like, you know, cathedrals like that. When I went to visit the cathedrals out in Valencia, you know, like a, Proper, like, fucking abandoned, old, derelict graveyards and churches that are, like, in the UK that are, like, you know, 300-year-old fucking graves and shit. So I've got, like, that one. I've also got a uh, kind of, like, a cyberpunk futuristic-style brush set, stamp set that I'm working on. And something that's more of, like, a a biomechanical type one it's it's very more it's not i wouldn't say it's biomechanical it's just like bioorganic or something it's it's it, it's just textures that you could maybe use in in pieces like that and I've also got a underwater one
1: chris will be selling them on his new uh web shop on his website which is uh which is which is down there uh so they'll be priced at the same sort of, uh, you know, same sort of price range so that they're, you know, they're not extortionate or anything like that. So you should be able to try them out. Hopefully that will be available. What I'll do is once I've set up the web shop for Chris, because he's not going to do it for himself, I will, um, I'll mention that in one of the shows and say they're available now. Uh, Would you like me to teach you how to tattoo? I've started a mentoring program. This will be Available uh, for you to sign up to on my website shortly. In the, This will happen in the next couple of months. I will announce on the Instagram, the Tattoo Show Instagram, and my Instagram if you follow me there, when it's live. Um, this isn't going to be like one of those like school scam things. What you'll do is you'll be given two options. You can either come to my studio in the UK, in the Midlands, and observe me doing a tattoo, and you will be the only person... Other than me and the client in the booth. So you'll be sitting right next to me, watching me do an entire day's worth of tattooing from the setup to the stencil prep, putting it on right to the end of the day. And you can ask questions
0: all the way through the end to the day. You'll be can my only student. Yeah, of course you can. Who is this gonna be aimed at? Is this gonna be aimed at like, you know, um Tattooists, like registered tattooists, that Any, are looking it's, to improve. it's going to be aimed at anybody who wants to be a
1: fucking awesome tattooer with a with a massive skill set. So you can be a complete beginner. Uh, it's it's important to mention that. Um, If you're coming to observe, obviously you don't need health authority registration. Uh, The other option that you'll be given is to bring a client with you. And that client will be required to sign a consent form at my studio that says, you know, they consent to being tattooed. Um, But you will not need to be health authority registered in my area because you'll be observed 100% of the time by me and nobody else. It's not like I'm going to disappear to my trailer to get air and makeup done. I'm going to be sitting with you all day watching you do the tattoo or however long the tattoo takes. I'll be watching you do the tattoo critiquing your techniques helping you improve your technique and then going through some changes that you could make you know we'll sit the client down once we've wrapped them up and then you and I will have a debrief of things that we could do better we'll talk about it more um and that's the the kind of practical side of it it's my opinion as I'm sure I've said on the channel before that tattooing is best taught like that you know one-to-one in that kind of setting yeah now obviously that's a it's difficult if you're in America but if you do really want to do it then like hit me up and w- there are ways that i can do that via facetime or zoom and stuff where you can actually observe what's being done but it takes that's going to take a little bit of logistical planning and stuff um but it is possible the other thing that i'm doing is which is the stuff that I can teach online to a class of people, is I'm going to be teaching... Because I, I may have mentioned, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the channel, I lectured at a university for a little while. It was a couple of years of my life I lectured, you know, um, in... Professor you know, ...journalism, Professor Paul, you know, and all that sort of stuff. As of April next year, I will be taking a class of 12 artists. Um, you don't need to be a tattooist. You'd, you could just be a creative that wants to learn how to do this. Um, I, I will be spending from now until April writing the module. It's going to be a 26-week course. It's got a uh, an hour and a half lecture every week on a day that is to be announced or arranged, you know, depending yeah. on, you know, what works best for everybody in the class. So you'll be one of 12 people that listen to maybe like a 45-minute to an hour presentation on the subject, on the particular subject that week of marketing. And... Then we'll do like a forty-five minute Q and A, you know, discussion, you know, all that sort of stuff. You'll also have access to um, a specific email address where you can you can ask me questions after the lecture. All of the um, all of the notes that I do and the screens, you know, all of the kind of PowerPoint presentation that I do will be converted into a PDF and made available to everybody at the end of uh, every week, so that you'll have that to keep. Um, like I say, it's 26 weeks, so it's going to run from April till about September. And The other thing that everybody will receive, because none of these things are free, because it, like these are things I've got to charge for. Every single person that signs up to it will be, uh, well, or will receive um, a machine that is not available in any, anywhere else as a production model, uh, and that will be my signature uh, tattoo machine. Uh, so that will be set up for the way I have them set up, uh, configured the way I have them configured, in the colour that I have it. They will never be available for purchase. You will only get them if you sign up to the course and complete the course because they will not be sent to you until you've completed the course. Um, that's good. And that's And that's basically what the course is going to be. Now, obviously, I've no idea if any of you are genuinely interested in this. So, and I'm trying to gauge the amount of interest that's in this. Um, the idea behind the marketing course is that by the end of it, what we're about to be talking about uh for the next sort of 30 minutes will not phase you or freak you out at all. You will know exactly what to do and how to market your own business and other people's businesses and you know, and and survive the various ups and downs of the the world of being self-employed. You'll understand how to build a website, how to SEO a website, how to make sure that you appear, how to get yourself featured, how to get yourself in front of people, how to find your audience, how to speak to that audience, how to convert that audience from interest into money in your bank account. The whole thing, you know, but this isn't the kind of stuff that we talk about on the podcast, because the podcast is a little bit more surface. This is a real, real deep dive into the nuts and bolts of how this works. This is yeah, from a marketing point of view for tattooists. This is the keys to the Ferrari. This is how you, you, you know, you get through all this sort of stuff. It's every trick tip and technique that I've learned over the last 30 years of being self-employed and working in marketing. Um, not to blow my own trumpet, but I think it's important that we mention this given that I'm I'm talking about teaching. You might be going, so why should why should you teach me anything, Paul? Uh so Because he was a teacher <coughs> at a university, did you not know that? So here's the um well here's here's, here's the short part of my C V. Um when I when I worked as a, a sound engineer, uh I climbed that ladder to the point where I've got two Grammy nom- nominations and a number one to my name. As a graphic designer, I worked in marketing for one of the UK's top 20 indie publishers as the head of their marketing department for 10 years and won awards while I was doing it. Um, And I'm also uh, a well-known and award-winning tattooist. So I've actually done everything that you want to do for real at the highest level that you want to do it. And this is the stuff, this is literally the stuff that I teach my apprentices. And I think that it's it's good enough and because every one of my four apprentices is now making a good living and is successful using these tips. I think it's um, good enough information that I can prove that it works and I've got, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? And they're all making banks. Yeah, so you have if, proof you know, of concept then? Proof of concept, yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested, comment down below and just say interested uh, I would sign up to that, something along those lines, and I will get things prepped, and then I'll start announcing, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, how much it costs, when it starts, you know, when things are going to happen. Just let me know, because uh, if no one's interested, then I won't bother writing the course, you know, and I'll save my save my Mondays for a few days playing Days Gone, because I'm still playing Days Gone. <laughs> this, I hope, is going to be one of those Sunday conversations that we have that will, by the end, make you feel uh, better and hopefully this will be something that everybody needs to hear. I certainly think of the people I know that I've been chatting to about this over the last couple of months, when I've spoke to them, they were much more relieved after we'd had the conversation. So um, let me give you some context for this. The We've just come out of uh, a once in a hundred years problem the global pandemic that has um has kind of stalled the entire world it's still sputtering back to life in a a lot of things um people are still working from home not getting back uh on top of that we've had because of the pandemic you know because the world paused the world it would appear to be the world is slowly falling into a financial crisis and a cost of living crisis certainly in the uk that is starting to really really hurt people right And as we know, as people who sell a product that um, can only be described as a luxury for a lot of people, um, one of the first things that people do when they're struggling is that they go, right, I've got to reduce everything that I do. So the moment you know the bills are a little bit too high, and you know you need to watch what you're what what you're spending, you change the supermarket that you go shopping. You know, so you go from Sainsbury's to Lidl. Other supermarkets are available. Um, maybe you've got maybe you've got Disney, Netflix, and Amazon, and you decide which one of them you're going to keep and the other two that you're going to drop for a little while. And everybody's looking to tighten their belt um and a lot of artists who don't normally suffer from it would appear to be getting you know not cancellations but rescheduling a lot of people are looking to spread the cost of their tattoos out and have shorter sessions um and a lot of the the studios whose stock and trade is walking clients there doesn't seem to be quite as much footfall uh, coming into the studios uh, if you're lucky enough to be in something like a university town then there's you know there's still the students going in with their you know with with their student loans and everything but that's starting to slow down as well because the yeah. students are realizing that they don't want to run up such such big bills because they're going to struggle to pay them back because they might not have a job waiting for them at the end of their degree so um, on top of that we've got The, um, all of the areas that we would normally diversify into are being encroached on. So we've got the, the kind of nail bar and, uh, eyebrow people are starting to offer fine line tattooing procedures, uh, which is annoying,
0: annoying the shit out of most of us professional tattooists. Um, it's like when they started doing the fucking temporary tattoos, it's like you can't fucking draw. Fuck, just stick to way, bros. But also
1: the proliferation of uh, AI and its rise means that um, all of a sudden now everybody is a tattoo flash artist and has got a flash shop on eBay or Etsy or wherever it is that they're selling this stuff. So that's a route that's almost blocked to us. Like I said to you at the beginning, if... uh, because this is probably the, f- the first time that this has really, really affected us since 2008 and the kind of you know, global financial crash of the banks and the markets. Now, so that means that if you've got into tattooing in the last 10 years, you may never have experienced this um, possible or impending slowdown in the world that you work in. Uh, and that's got a lot of people a little bit nervous about what's going to happen next year and how deep this recession is going to go. I've got a bit of good news for you based on historical facts. Uh, historically, no re- no recession anywhere in the world lasts more than two years. So We've we been uh, in a
0: recession for, like, fucking 20 years, or haven't we, to be well, fair? I, I,
1: well, England... No, England is a very specific problem. We've had 13 years of Tory rule Do that you is, mean that is finally starting to UK? bring the country to its knees... I no, I think the UK by extension. I mean, because our government is uh, in charge of you lot. So unfortunately, you suffer from our bad government, which is another, why, I know another reason you got should devolved. have own, you know,
0: Because uh, we've got a devolved government. So we do have like, you know, obviously we are it with different rules now, but we, I think we're still affected to a degree.
1: Still affected by it. So, um, so at the moment, you know, uh, you've got country like countries like Italy that's on its knees. Uh, England is slowly being dragged to its knees by um, a terrible group of people who are um, what what can only be described as asset stripping the country on their way out the door I think they they now know that there's absolutely no way that they can win a general election next year Um, and how you feel about that is your own I don't do politics on air but um, I think that you know if if that's the situation in your country I'm not that well aware of like what things are go- what things are happening in America, but I, I my impression is that it's it's just as bad the cost of living crisis and the the level of it, it, inequality in money is becoming ridiculous. So these it's kind of late stage capitalism, you know. We've also got you know the war in Ukraine, which is which is affecting yeah. you know the um, the markets in the. Oh, it's my dog leaving. He just heard the gate go. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll introduce you <laughs> to my dog what at some point. That? Yeah, what's that? It's my dog barking. Um, and so we've got the war in Ukraine that's also making the markets nervous. And what we what yeah. we need now is some stabilising um, people in charge. Like so, it's it's almost a hundred percent guaranteed that we'll have a new government in the UK next year. I would be incredibly surprised if the Tories managed yeah. to scrape it over the line. I think we're going to see another government, which whether they're better or not. Is, is not for somebody like me who yeah. knows very little about politics to discuss. But um, I think at the moment now change is important. And I think change is important around the world. We're starting to realise that rampant consumerism and, and all of that, it, it just it doesn't work um, and there are any number of problems. But what do you do as a tattooist to survive this impending problem? You know, um and so, what I would like to tell you, as somebody who's been self-employed since they were seventeen, so that's three hundred and fifty years <laughs> ago now. Uh, and this this is one really for my. Uh, I've, I've picked my first quote for my um, American uh, friends. Uh, John Adams, who is a U.S. president, uh, is, is famously quoted as saying, "Every problem is an opportunity in disguise." So I want you to, I want you to reframe your thinking, and instead of Um, seeing doom gloom and the end of you know the the good days and see this as an opportunity to reposition yourself and your business into Mm. uh, a much stronger and much better place once this whole thing has fucking blown over right um really at this point for a lot of us and i think particularly next year it might be about just surviving really rather than you know making huge amounts of money ain't nobody buying a lamborghini next year kids it ain't gonna happen now this involves making some decisions about the market now when i talk about the market what i'm talking about is everybody on planet earth who might want to get a tattoo from you they're your market your clients are your market now your clients like my clients um might be starting to financially suffer from the cost of living crisis that's happening around the world it might be that unexpectedly they've lost their very secure job and the tattoo that they booked with you they they've got to reschedule and hope that they can get a job next year or something like that you know um so uh, in the second of these inspirational slides, the and this is definitely for our Canadian viewers, you're going to love this one, the great Wayne Gretzky said, uh, when he was asked about how are you so good, he said, it's really simple. I just skate to where the puck is going, not where it's been. Right. So, what you've got to do as a, a business owner, and if you're self-employed and you're a sole trader or the equivalent of that around the world, or if you're a limited company or whatever, you are self-employed. These decisions come to you. You've got to drive this this decision for yourself to position your business in a strong place. So, you've got to take a long, hard look at the markets and go, where, uh, where, where are the people that want my tattoos? What are they willing to spend on my tattoos? Yeah. And how can I position myself to to do that with them? You know, how, how can I communicate with them and, and get this? Now, there's two things uh, that I want to talk to you about because I think one of the things that, and this is kind of, I've got a fucking mind map here on the desk in front of me. One of the things that everybody's going to do, and it's one of the things that I suggest you don't do, is that everybody will discount what they're doing and start aggressively selling, right? What you've got to do is to stop selling and start serving, right? You've got to think... Now, we've had this conversation on the channel um, about whether tattooing is a service industry or not. I think when we get into these kind of situations, the people that survive understand that tattooing is a service and that telling people how much it costs is not as good as using a value-based communication. Don't communicate what you do and who you are based on your price. You should be communicating why people should get tattooed by you based on the value that you offer to them. So change your
0: service. So one of the things that I've been doing, and I feel like this definitely works, and it's it, it's it it not 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 necessarily it's not about providing value. Well, it is about providing value, and it but yep. it's more of a showing that you're not, you know, somebody that is taking advantage of potential clients. So like what what I've what I do now is that I've said to people since yep. the pandemic and because of the the situation that we're in instead of going like this is how much i charge and that is that what I do, and I feel that it does work well in, in a couple of aspects is, like I do multiple session rates. So I'll say, like, these are the session rates that I do. This is how many hours that I estimate it will take me to do your title and you can split it over those sessions. Also, on top of that, I time my sessions. Uh, and by timing my sessions, I'm able to charge you fairly for the work that you're getting. Uh, and, and what that does, in, in one respect, it makes sure that, the clients feel that they are be they are being charged fairly for the, the tattoos that they get in. But it also ensures that you as an artist are not taking the piss because you're you're only you're only getting paid for what you're doing. So when you're in the chair tattooing them, you're getting paid. So if you are somebody that likes to have a fucking tonal break or fucking multiple breaks doing a tattoo, you're not gonna get paid for your breaks. You're only gonna be getting paid for your tattoos. And I, and I think, like, that so far has worked quite well for me.
1: So one of the things that I've done, uh, which is to do with communicating value, not price, right? Because I haven't discounted my tattoos. But what I've done is I've, I've started offering half-day sessions, which is the, the first time I've I've done that in at least six or seven years. I've done half-day sessions because people are... I understand that my clients, they still want to get the tattoos, but they, they need to break up the price of the tattoos. Yeah, the other and thing that's fair. is, when you're, when you're spending money on a tattoo and money's tight, you want to make sure that you get the right tattoo and it's really good and that the artist that you've picked, so like you say, hasn't just gone off and said, oh, I know you want a motorbike tattoo, but I've done a Roman God or something like that, and it's not what you want. Yeah. So what I've started saying to people, because actually this works better for me as an artist... I've said to them, look, you give me the rough outline of your tattoo. So you go, I want a motorbike-themed tattoo. I go, that's amazing. I love motorbikes. Let's do it. So I say yes. And they go, what else do you need? And I go, nothing until the day of the session. So you come in, and instead of paying me in advance for artwork, you pay me, and you sit with me, and we make the artwork together. And then you can either take that away with you, having paid for a half-day session or however long it takes me to make the artwork, stick it on the fridge, make sure you're absolutely in love with it, show it the wife or the husband or, you know, whoever, um, Mm. and then come back and get it tattooed. Or we can then, if it's a full-day session, we can start tattooing, we can start lining the tattoo out. I've I've also started... Um, approaching my tattoos in a more traditional manner. I'd actually already started this um, for many other reasons, but I've actually started putting the entire tattoo on, lining it out so that on the first session, the, the client walks away with the entire drawing or the entire piece of artwork there. They can Lame, see what yeah. they're going to get and show it to the mates and be able oh, I've just got to fill it in and, and all that. Um, and But the, the way I communicate that to the client is that... I want to do the best artwork I possibly can, but the person who's got to wear it is the client, and they've got to be absolutely 100% certain that that's what they love. So I'm giving them every opportunity to go, Paul, I'm just not feeling them flames, mate. And I go, all right, yeah, I won't do it. And they're, they're actually there. So that's basically how, instead of communicating the price, I communicate a value-based service so that the client walks away. And I've, I've literally done this today in a conversation that I was having with a client, The client walks away knowing that for the money that they're spending, that they're going to get exactly the tattoo they want in the artist style. Because the guy's in in love with the style that I do. He just wants to make sure that he gets the things in the tattoo that he wants. And I go, well, you need to be in the room with me while you're doing it and we'll make sure that that you're absolutely in love with it. And if not, we'll keep working on it until we get to that point. That reassures the client that they're not going to get Um, a tattoo that they don't want, that they're not going to waste their money at a time when wasting money is exactly the opposite of what they want to do. And that is one of the things that I believe will help me keep clients coming through the door is talk about the service and the value that it offers rather than the price that it costs Yeah, Um, and work out a way to like without, for me, I think discounting, I'll, I'll always tell you that you never see a Lamborghini on sale. So, um, the price should always be the price because if you drop the price when the when this finishes, that's the price now, mate. Because it's like if if you do that, then people are going to expect to play that. Yeah. So what I do though is look at ways that I can keep the keep it the same price, but spread it out so it doesn't hurt as much. You know what I mean?
0: See, no, but no, so a similar kind of vibe with what I'm doing where I'm. I'm um, rather than saying to somebody, "I this is going to take me this amount of time. It's going to cost you this much." I'm telling them like this is how many hours approximately yeah. it's going to cost me, and you can split it into these sessions. And then, like like say by timing the sessions, they are definitely getting that fair yeah. value because like like I I, there are, I have seen artists that will book somebody in for. Like a full day sitting, like say a six hour session, and then only tattoo for three hours because they've taken so yeah. many breaks and they're so slow and they just fanny around. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm looking at them, kind of going, like, these, these levels of being an artist, do you mean? It's like, yeah,
1: I think we all need to be a little bit more workmanlike in the in the coming eighteen months. We all need to start approaching this. We need to work like it's the eighteen hundreds, basically. You know what I mean? And start, you know, start putting a shift in properly. You know, if you if you're guilty of that, you and you know you will. What you, what you want to be doing is is giving value to your clients again. Yeah. Really doing that, you know.
0: It's not even that, though, right? It's like you, 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 like we've always said, like you've got tattooists and tattoo artists, right? Uh, at the end of the day, and a tattoo artist is somebody that creates the art before they do the tattoo. But the act of yeah. tattooing is still the same for a tattooist and a tattoo artist. Yeah. It's still a technical application of ink in the skin, and yeah. you know they they shouldn't really like if you've created your piece of art and you've planned it out well enough that you know what's going to go where, it's still just painting by numbers and it is just doing a piece of flash that you've just drawn yourself.
1: See, I I prefer, and this will lead me on to the next um, next thing I'm doing, like Chris's description of that, the split there, is really good. But the next thing that I'm going to say to you, which is a Ryan Holiday quote that says, stop looking for angels and start looking for angles. What I prefer to do is, and this this is going to appeal to the more entrepreneurial of you out there. Mm. Um, so in, what I prefer to do is go, this is now, this problem that's not a problem is an opportunity. It is an opportunity to reinvent some of that terminology for me. So I prefer to think of all of my tattoos as collaborations with a client. Now, I've never really communicated this to clients, but now is a perfect time to collaborate that I'm neither a tattooist or a tattoo artist. I'm a combination of the two. But all of my tattoos are made in collaboration with my clients that I'm putting my client in the centre of the process. The process of making tattoos does not, ha- or, or artwork does not happen without them present because at this point in time, there's a lot of comp- competition. You know, I used to be one of six artists in the entire world that do this. I'm, I'm probably one of six artists in my town that do it now. And so people want to know, well, why should I come to you? And uh, and why should I pay you uh, double what I pay one of your competitors? And I go, well, one is that I, I invented this stuff. And secondly, that I provide a lot more value to you because I will work with you like a client and I will treat you like a human being and you will get what you want in my style. And you will have the final say did, over a load of things when did that stop them? i think during the time that we've had these kind of boom years people have have pushed it and pushed it and pushed it to the point where clients have have kind of had to accept that you know some people have got like rock star attitudes yeah. and and all that sort of stuff but those days you know may be coming to an end where you're not going to get away with that anymore do you know what i mean you know, like we're going to have to, like I say, we're going to have to start being a little bit more workmanlike yeah. about this, and understanding that our job is a trade, and we need to start approaching it as a trade. You only get more work if you do a fucking good job. If you're a builder building a conservatory and you do a shit one, you're not going to build another one. But if you get, if you build a good one, it might be that three of the neighbours book you to build three more conservatories. Same with tattooing. When it's a trade, it's like you do one good tattoo on a bloke. He has a fantastic experience. Tells three of his mates. Now you got three more tattoos. It's back. Yeah. It's, it's back to really the nuts and bolts of this. Of like, just do a fucking good job. Provide a really good service. Don't charge people through the nose for it. Don't take the piss with breaks and stuff. You know, I take all my breaks at the same time as my clients. So I say, I mean, like, I like to break at about three o'clock for a bit of food. So I, I let them know in advance. I like to eat about three o'clock. And they're like great. Yeah. I'll bring a sandwich. I'm like brilliant. And we sit down together for half hour. We're still sitting, eating, discussing the tattoo, but we're just having a bite to eat, right? Yeah. Um, but if my do client know, doesn't smoke, I don't take cigarette breaks.
0: Yeah. Or well, you just you don't You do let it. them. You let them know it, it, in advance. No. Like, do you know what you, I do? It's
1: really simple. Do you know what I do? I smoke before they arrive, and then I smoke, and then I smoke afterwards.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. It's simple. <laughs> I just like, I just don't smoke while they're in the building. Going back to like that whole idea of like where certain artists got like this fucking kind of like I'm gonna, I don't want to yeah, get egotistical kind of attitude where they they like they do that thing of go well, like I have an idea for a tattoo. It's going to cost you two thousand pound. And you have no saying what you get. Like that kind of a thing. It's like I remember one of the one of the boys wanted to get a tattoo of an artist that does script, not mention any names, not gonna say where they're from. But like when he asked him about it, he was like, look, this is what I wanna get, how much is it gonna cost? And they just turned around. And I'm, I'm not being funny, if, if you are a specialist in script, you should have a really good idea of like how much something is going to cost. And they were like, Oh, I don't really know until I draw it on your skin. And they were like, what? So you want me to sit down, have you draw it on me before you can tell See, me how much it's going to cost?
1: The thing with that, with the market, is when the market is buoyant and everybody's got a, a bit of disposable income and all that sort of stuff, um, clients are more likely to wear that and go, all right, then I really want to get that, it's fine. But then as things get a bit tighter, those kind of attitudes very quickly go away. And and people, you know, because it becomes a buyer's market when, at the moment, the problem that we've got in tattooing yeah. is that supply is outstripping demand. There's there's more tattooists than there are clients, or there might be next year or, or in, the, you know, the coming months. So the client
0: can well, shop around. Because of your masterclass, though. Like?
1: Yeah, the, cli- <laughs> the clients can shop around and take a look at it. So... Those, those people that have got big egos are going to sit there crying, not being able to believe that it's happened to them and woe is me and everything. But those of us that are more entrepreneurial um, and a little bit more workmanlike will take the, the, the thing I just said, stop looking for angels to come and save you and start looking for angles that you can work it and see this, uh, importantly as an opportunity to reinvent the service. This might be our best opportunity for the last 15 years to reinvent what tattooing can be in the modern world. And for those of us that think that way, right, we, we can actually move tattooing to a much better service, much more humanistic, and really succeed. Now, uh, when you talk to in- investment people and money people, I'm not a big money guy, so I, I only just sort of half understand how this works but the advice that I've been given most people when they you would think if an industry is crashing now I don't think tattooing is crashing but it's certainly going to go through a lull but a lot of people would think that if you see a, a, an industry that's going through a downward turn that what you should do as an investor is move away from it this really really smart money people move towards it right and I'll give you a couple of examples of people that have got involved in failing industries where seemingly you would not be able to do anything with it and have reinvented it. One of them is reinventing the bookshop. So the the, the book sales yeah. are going down and down and down. Everybody's using Kindles and iPads and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And then Jeff Bezos comes along and starts a bookshop from his garage. That's now Amazon. All right? So that is that is somebody looking at it going, right, so that's somebody looking at a market that's going down and going, no, no, I'm going to lean into it, because if I can successfully reinvent this, I can be the biggest fucking bookshop in the world, right? And of course, it's it's much more than a bookshop these days, you know. But um, another example is that you can look at it and go, Okay, this might not be an opportunity to reinvent, but it might be an opportunity to interrupt or disrupt. If the market's not crashing and it's going down a little bit, this might be an opportunity to become a disruptor brand and disrupt an industry and make massive changes to that industry on the other side of it. The example of that is the car industry, where the car industry starts to go down, a chap called Elon Musk sees an opportunity and literally launches a car company in reverse. The logic most of the time is to make a mass-produced car, make a load of money and slowly and slowly up the model, up the model until you get the elite sports car. Tesla started with the sports car and then filtered down. It's literally the opposite way to the way every other company launches a car brand. It's a disruptor brand and it's changed the way people do the car market, right? whether you like Teslas or not, and I'm not a big fan of them at all, but you cannot argue that that is a fucking successful business model.
0: Now, so using that practically... Yeah, just touching on, like, the, you know, the changes, and and I wanted to touch on it from a, a client's perspective. I think, like... You know, when you when you go back to like the, those artists that are saying, like this is what I do, this is what you will pay, you have no say. I think there needs to be like you know, clients need to be aware that they can advocate for themselves. Like they can say, no, that's not what I want. With all that said, you might be sitting there watching it and going, yeah, but the problem
1: is, Paul, I can't do any of those things. I'm I'm literally I'm right up against it. I'm 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 fucked, right? And it might be very desperate. Um, and so I've, I've got an answer for you there. Um, if you're in that position and you find yourself for some reason at the end of the road, maybe it is that your style has aged out, you know, you've only got to ask, like we talked about this earlier, when I said you've only got to ask somebody that was doing new school in the 90s and early 2000s if styles can fall out of favour, um, they would tell you that absolutely. So uh, what I would tell you is that this is your opportunity to pivot uh, and I'm going to use an example of pivoting that, that was, uh, my breakfast yesterday. So, uh, I went out for breakfast with a couple of friends and we went out to, um, a country pub, right? So an English, uh, public house, a booze, a bar, if you like. Right. Um, and we sat there. So this is, this is a, a pub in the middle of nowhere so you have to drive to it to get to it that suffered recently with obviously the pandemic but before that we had the smoking ban which you know put people off going and hanging out in the pub so they can't drink and smoke at the same time so they suffered that um also you've got cheap alcohol in supermarkets everywhere so people you know as they get a little bit more skint they prefer to stay at home buy buy a six-pack And sit and smoke in the house and do that. And people have, you know, people get together in the houses. So the pub market or the bar market has been seriously, seriously affected. And I was, I use this example for everybody I was sitting with. I went, this is a great example of pivoting. So this, this bar. In one area of the um, of, of the footprint of this you know this traditional English pub, there is now a, a very very high class fish restaurant. In another area of the grounds of the pub, there's an American bright yellow short bus uh, with a little outdoor seating area connected to it, where you can have pancakes for breakfast. You know they do they do pancakes. But you can also go and order ranchos, uh, ranchos, where else? I think it's, you know, egg and chili for breakfast. Uh, I had a Crab Benedict, which was absolutely amazing. They serve alcohol free beer so that you can sit and have, you know, if you're having chili and an egg for breakfast, you can have an alcohol free beer with it, right? Um, but in the car park, there's also somebody that's doing mobile hairdressing, right? So this, this, you know where this footprint of this traditional english pub used to be there's now you know about four businesses that are all paying into into this into this pub for ground rent and you know all that sort of stuff and i was like this is a great example of how a failing business has pivoted into a completely different business it's not a pub anymore it's a place that you go to eat uh, to have your hair cut and, you know, and, and all, just all that sort of stuff. They offer services for people that go, great, I can, I, if I live out in the sticks, which is, you know, where this was, I don't have to go all the way into the into the city to get my hair cut. I can go around to that place and I'll get a bagel while I'm there. I went to, um, another example of that is a bakery uh, in where I live, near where I live, um, they've got this huge bakery. They, they sell bread to all of the local supermarkets and places. They've opened a restaurant in the front where they ser- they serve bagels. And every time I go, it's called the Steam House. It's an absolutely amazing thing. You've got a bunch of them all around the country, and it's a, it's an amazing bagel place. But it's actually started life as a ba- as a, a bakery. So they've pivoted they've pivoted into the restaurant trade.
0: So so what you're saying is like if you've got a tattoo studio. You know, uh, and business is quiet. Have a tattoo studio slash Beagle shop. Well, no, I
1: think you, know, you could you could do that. I know a few people that I know a few people that have got coffee shops next door to the tattoo studio and that, that they own that, that sells coffee and and sandwiches and cake and stuff like that. It's a great place to do it. Um, there's a number of tattoo studios that you can go to to have things like laser therapy, which is one way of pivoting. Um, you know, into into the kind of treatments like that. There's a bunch of studios that do beauty treatments, reconstructive tattoo uh, uh, stuff, you know, where, where women that have had mastectomies, they have the nipples tattooed back on. I saw one of a guy tattooing somebody's fingernail on the, the end of the finger that they'd lost part of the finger and they wanted the fingernail there so that it didn't look quite as freaky. So that's another example of pivoting. Maybe some of your, um, your female uh, staff... Uh, would would be interested in doing uh, be- like traditional kind of brut- beauty treatments, beauty treatments, beauty treatments. You know, maybe there's something that you can that you can do there. So there's a there's a bunch of um, of things that you could pivot into that are within the industry that are next to it. Maybe you don't have a piercer. Maybe it's time to get a piercer. Maybe it's time to get somebody that can do um, all you know all, all kinds of other. Uh, beauty related treatments maybe you can use your laser if you already have a laser device to to do beauty treatments because some of those laser devices are used to to do some of the beauty treatments so maybe your you know maybe your laser therapist could be trained in the beauty side of things maybe you can pivot the business into a bunch of other stuff. Now, you might be sitting yeah. there going, "Yeah, but I'm a tattooist." I'm like, "Yeah, but do you want to carry on being a tattooist because sometimes you have to do, okay, that's where I'm at, you know, if you if I'm going to survive this, you know, and quite often something that you that you pivot into temporarily, you know, you after after you've done it for a little while, you just go, "Well, that's the best decision I ever made." And the pivot becomes the the plan A, and what was plan A becomes pl- part of part of the new plan and and pivoting into it um i would also tell you that at the time that you're doing this it's very important to let the right ones in and by that i mean listen to the the voices of people that really know what they're talking about listen to the business advice people you can get lots of great business advice from from all over the place this very platform youtube is is one of them but And there's lots of people giving this kind of advice, not for tattooists. We're the only people doing that that I know of. But there's a lot of other people giving this advice to other industries. And that advice will work for you. You just have to think of it in a more abstract concept, you know. Um, And I think that, you know, like a good example is um, I've taken this opportunity to pivot into teaching. Or to lean into the teaching side of things. I looked at my business and went, "Well, okay. Well, look, if there's a if there's a threat to tattooing, which is how I make my living, and I've no intention of leaving that industry, um, is there something I can do uh, that might become, uh, you know, Plan A, uh, depending on how it goes, depending on how many people are interested in in learning this kind of stuff? Uh, but maybe I should I should lean into a couple of my other existing skills like video making uh, and teaching you know maybe there's some stuff that you you know if you're older like i am and you've picked up some other life skills maybe some of those life skills can be used to help other people in the industry that you work in and want to stay in to also survive maybe you can add value and communicate that value to people instead of just telling them how much it'll cost you have to communicate the value of that you know that's partly what i'm doing here i'm communicating the value of understanding how these things work and how you can survive in business i've been doing this since i was i say 17 you know so like three, 355 before the wheel,
0: yeah, the wheel was, was invented. I, I was
1: actually involved i was there when they invented the wheel the original version was shit it was a triangle it was really bumpy of course I in
0: when he used to call the radio the wireless so
1: don't so <laughs> in closing because this is going to be the end of this because um, uh, I want to kind of wrap this up uh, I want you to see this um, potential problem as not as a problem but I want you to see it as an opportunity in disguise and a massive opportunity to possibly reinvent your business reinvent the way business is done and reinvent yourself you know so for me personally the the disruption reinvention thing comes from i don't think tattoo teaching is done well i don't think it's um it's nearly consistent enough across the country I'm i'm talking specifically of england and i think that of all the tattoo training schemes that i've seen out there they are literally just cash grabs that offer no value to the people doing it so i've decided to take this moment in time to attempt to reinvent the way tattooing is taught and what is taught to tattooists because i don't think learning to tattoo is the hardest thing that you can learn i think all the shit you have to do afterwards like the stuff we're talking about now this is the stuff that that really trips people up and is a massive source of stress for most people and that's why i think um, you should take that and go have i got any opportunities anywhere that i can pivot into other areas you know it's kind of like think of it like the gig economy you know don't if all your eggs are in 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 the basket called tattooing you've got to get a few of those eggs and put them in some different baskets so that if if you're not making as much money as you were making from tattooing maybe you can make some more money with a market store with artwork on it maybe you can become a graphic designer maybe like jay is doing maybe you can become a video editor that offers your services to tattooists that need promotional materials but don't know the first thing about putting together promo videos. Uh, Just while I think about it, Jay's email is in there. If you need a promo video for yourself as an artist, hit him up. He's the guy that edits this. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of quality that you can do. And he's pivoting because of the skills that he's learned from doing this. He's pivoting into offering his video editing and filming services to other tattooists he's staying in the industry he's talking to his industry but he's offering a service that a tattooist might not he's looking to take some of his eggs out of the main basket and put them in a basket called video and that's the kind of thing you can do have you got anything to add my welsh friend
0: no man you know, I, I, other than the video thing i think like that's like another thing that we you know we touched on earlier in the in in the project of creating that title show was that was like you know getting to a point where you know we can offer the service to brands for making their content and you know uh which is kind of like what you just said about jay like so yeah i've just been well, that i mean that's a, another thing that's
1: worth mentioning if you like what you're watching and, uh, and you like the kind of content that we produce and you like the quality of it and you would like that tattoo show to make your promotional video for your event or service or your shop or you would like us to help you with a launch video for one of your products. You know, me and Chris can pivot and lean into that side of things and do a little bit more video production for companies. We'd be only too happy to do it for you. So hit us up if you need a promo video. You know, they're not free. Uh- <laughs> and so... I hope this has been, uh, at at least if you know that it's on mine and Chris's mind and a load of other tattooists' mind, that they're worried about the future, that if you're worried about the future, that you know that you're not worrying alone and that you shouldn't feel bad uh, and think that you're the only person that is a little bit concerned. Uh, Stop being concerned and start building a plan. You Learn to reinvent, pivot, look for opportunities. Don't wait for angels, look for angles do you know what I mean and with that I hope this is uh, um, I hope this has been food for thought for you and I hope it's given you a little bit of a lift and some hope and some things that you can do and I hope like me you've got a thousand post-it notes in front of your of ideas uh, and so with that this has been That Tattoo Show I've been Paul and I have been Chris tell the lawyer tell the judge tell the priest uh, tell all them uh, business people that you know tattooists can do business as well and learn to pivot and with that we'll see you next week
0: guys take care take mm-hmm. care Boy, boy, whoa.